sitting on the Buddha in the eye, trying to give a few you know, pointers or reflections about how best you know, to use this uh, time of retreat for when you're going back home now to your lives. And then some have already left a few because you know, the pull of uh, the last has been so strong that they couldn't even stay, you know, till the retreat ends. And some might have had really good reasons. It's not kind of judgmental what I'm saying, but this is just a fact, you know, that uh, outside of retreat, you know, life has just like a different momentum. And, you know, when we are coming to a retreat, this is maybe, you know, one of the most important insights which we, you know, can take with us. This incredible momentum which our lives have, you know, where we have to hold down a livelihood, we have a family, friends, and, you know, all kinds of um, connections. We either, you know, really want to attend to them or we feel like we have to attend to them and anything in between. And... Uh, you know, coming here on retreat where there's no silence and everything is organized very well by the managers, you know, we, we don't experience that pull and that push. We only experience it in our own mind because the habitual patterns, you know, they keep on, on um, going, even when there is no outer stimuli very much. So that's, you know, a way how we can recognize that you know, this already in our mind, and we do have a choice, you know, how we respond to it on all three levels, you know, body, speech, and mind. In the retreat, it's mainly about mind, but then, you know, when we go outside, when the noble silence is over, then it's, of course, also on a speech level and very much on a bodily level, you know. Do we turn away from the experience into habitual ways of responding? or rather reacting, you know, or can we try, you know, to stay open, where we had some glimpses in the retreat, you know, where we didn't go necessarily always with the habitual mind patterns, but maybe for some time at least, you know, we could stay conscious, which means, you know, we didn't buy into the story, but rather, you know, maybe heard in our minds the train of thought and experienced in our bodies the energy. And, you know, the main issue here is, is uh, the painful feeling, you know, because if energy gets whipped up, you know, and life is nothing else but a stream of energetic experiences, one after the other. And, you know, and, and how we meet that experience, you know, that makes a, a huge difference. You know, once we recognize for the first time that we do have a choice, you know, we don't have to go with the experience of the energy in the habitual ways we have been doing it, you know, for many, many years, or even many, many lifetimes, you know. <clears throat> the tendencies, you know, which make up our personality, they are not chiseled in rock. I mean, they might feel like it, you know, but they are not. They can be changed because they have been conditioned and they can be, uh, you know, they can be um, re-trained. 
And you know what we are going towards is towards staying open. You know, with our energetic experience, not turning away from it. You know, knowing that there's an information in that energetic experience, but it's not necessarily the right thing, you know, to go with it. So this, you know, to train ourselves to stay open with our experience, this is the the sum, the, the sum total, you know, of what we are of why we are practicing and why there is so many different, you know, meditation techniques and, and skillful means and, you know, good friends and the Sangha and the precepts and everything. Everything is geared towards helping us to not get carried away. And especially the precepts, you know, because there is, they are very important boundaries not to cross. Because as soon as we cross those, there is a lot of suffering created, you know, depending, you know, how, how heavy we cross it. And even you know, small things which might not break the precepts, you know, but still if we habitually addicted, you know, in certain ways to react, there's always a lot of suffering involved, you know, if we can't stay open and wait, you know, what's the right response? rather than the knee-jerk reaction, you know. That's the difference between responding and reacting, you know. And the word responsibility comes from responding, you know, taking responsibility for one's own experience, for one's own energy, and then considering, you know, other people, considering nature, considering you know, agreements which were made and common sense and all of this. And even our own, you know, our own um, well-being is also important because, you know, I'm sure you have experienced, you know, if you have been going with your habitual energy and then afterwards you had regret, that's not a pleasant experience. But still, it's never too late, you know, then the regret can be used also to turn around and you know, use it to develop wisdom and compassion. And, you know, in the scriptures there is spoken about the two guardians of the world, Hiri and Otapa, which means self-respect and respect for others. And they are often depicted, you know, in Thai temples as two very powerful devas, you know, which stand at the door into the sanctuary. And they are they are protecting us, you know, they are not our enemies, make us feel bad or anything like that, make us feel guilty or, or wanting to force us to do anything different. But they are, you know, the guardians of the well-being of ourselves and also of others. And I remember, you know, in Amaravati we often had school classes coming through of different ages and then some of the monks and nuns would you know, guide them through the monastery and, they, and show them different scenes in the monastery. And I remember when the children were really, really small still, they were standing in awe in front of those two devas and they really liked it, you know. But when they were teenagers, they felt really... <laughs> <laughs> they found this really uncool, you know. <laughs> and this was just so sweet, you know, to, to see this because, um, you know, Just like the habits, you know, the, the ability you know, to be 
to be uh, affected, you know, by something really deep that, you know, we can lose that through the cultural conditioning and, and through the hardships, you know, of our lives and what a loss that is, you know. And meditation is, is an opportunity, you know, to kind of let go of some of these, um, you know, layers of defense, which we, you know, sometimes maybe there is no other way than, than to build them up, but to not leave them there permanently like walls, you know, so that we are so disconnected from life that we don't anymore know what is what, as my first teacher, Archan Buddhadasa, would have said. Simply, you know, not knowing what is important and what isn't, and then, you know, getting completely confused and more and more entangled and then it's very difficult to get out, you know, until we find a teaching or somebody, you know, who can guide us. So, you know, when we, when we have that first experience, especially in retreat, it's the easiest, you know, to have it, that we do have a choice, we don't have to follow. We just have to have enough resilience to uh, stay with unpleasant feeling, you know. Because if we follow the habit, is we, we release the energy and throw it somewhere else, you know, or put the lid on it, or turn away, or, you know, get, get so kind of intoxicated with something that we don't feel, and all of these things, you know. And I speak about it because I know about it very well, because I've done all of that too, you know, but it just didn't work. And I had the good fortune you know, to see my first teacher and he really, his just presence, you know, brought it home to me in a, in a moment, you know, that it's not working, you know, this way of uh, dealing with the energy. But the only way which really works is to open yourself and, you know, and to establish certain, you know, structures in your life which can help you, uh, you know, to stay steady and then you just go with that, you know. It's not like a secret or something like that. It's not so difficult to do because to, you know, to clear up your life after you've made one mess after the next, it takes also a lot of energy, a lot of time. You can as well put that into meditation, you know. It's, it's really a, just a very kind of you know, intelligent choice to make, how, how you invest your energy. And, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to share that with you, not in, in terms of saying, you know, that everybody who is not meditating is not a good person, but I, I wish, you know, more people would understand how, you know, how much benefit they would um, reap, you know, from turning around and investing the energy more wisely in, for their life.